Hi, I'm Adam Crofts, and this is the Better Begins Here podcast, powered by Prevail. I'm super passionate about helping people like you get to the best version of yourselves possible. So in every episode of this podcast, you get to hear from the top athletes about how they work to become better, like England footballer Declan Rice. You need to want it 100%, like, it's someone that wants your shirt as well. Yeah, they're your mates, but at the end of the day, you're competing against them. Declan plays in the Premier League for West Ham and you'll have seen him on pitch playing midfield for England, appearing and starting in all seven games of the Euros. I went on the road to meet him in his local cafe and find out what it takes to be an athlete of his calibre. How do athletes like Declan use tech to improve their training? What are his pre-game rituals? What is it really like to play weekly on a national stage? I was super inspired on how he approaches every training session like it's a match. And of course, I got him to try out the Prevail clothing in the gym to see how he'd get on, especially when he took on presenter and fellow Team Prevail member, Josh Denzel, from episode one of Better Begins Here. Good to see you today, Midler Surrey. Yeah, mate. Good to see you too. Massively appreciate the time you spent with oh, us today. It's anytime. been wicked getting to see you train and see you move and yeah. see you step up and have a bit of a play against Josh in the kit. How do you find the day? Yeah, really good. Um, obviously good to put the kit on. Good to beat Dens again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, really, really good, really enjoyable. And of course, great to meet you as well. It was a pretty tight setting, right? In the shred shed, tiniest gym in the world. But Yeah, it was tight, but we, we made it work, didn't we? It was decent. We made it work. Good little challenge set. And uh, it's really good to see how the app works, you know, how it all works and how it's all set up. Amazing. What, what was first impressions of the kit? And- Mate, incredible. I was saying, like, obviously you can get things like stuff on the watches or you can wear things on the back of, like, whilst you're training to actually see it on the phone while she was training, how accurate it actually was, was really impressive. Kind of brings it to life when you can see what's happening in your body in real time, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, see, me and Dent had our set up next to each other, maybe with some other apps and things that you wear. Like, say if I was more blind than he was, like sometimes on other apps you can get like the same reading, but this one here, there was like a clear difference and you could just tell how well run and how set up it is. Any nerves going in, into the challenge against Joshua? <laughs> nah, you know what? Me and Dens are really good mates and uh, we always have a laugh. So we've done loads of stuff at England together. So uh, nah, no, no nerves at all. I know it'd be good vibes. Yeah, it was cool to, see, cool to see you both in action as well. Obviously, a few moves you got through, some press and pulls. How's that sort of training compared to a typical week training with you at the moment? Yeah, do you know what? At the moment, last season, obviously, when we only had like one game a week, we was in the gym quite a lot, maybe twice, like one, doing one lower leg session and obviously uppers as well. But now there's so many games, obviously with Europe, obviously with the Cups, the Premier League, they kind of say it's optional now to go in there depending on how you feel with your body. We've done a little bit today. It was just like a little pump. But it's, it's really hard to get in there at the moment, obviously, because it's more important for recovery at the moment with all the games. So we're kind of getting that, that fitness side in and strength stuff, strength stuff pretty much on the pitch. But it's, it's, it's down to us really to find that, that little period when we can get a little blast on again. So I feel like the intensity is like really ramped up recent seasons. Yeah, and yeah. Games and yeah, definitely. I think, see, I'm, I'm only 22. I've, I've been in the first team for like four years now. And this is definitely like the hardest season. Yeah, no, it's, it's really tough at the moment. Really, really tough. Yeah. So I'm keen, I'm keen with that. Like, How do they kind of, obviously, your recovery and, and how well prepared you are to play is immense, right? So it sounds like the coaches are keen to keep you out of the gym and doing different bits and bobs. Yeah. How do they try and manage that process and keep you in? I think it's just a, a set regime, to be honest with you. Obviously, we know like, we know what our week will look like. So say if we play on a Sunday and then we know we're on a Thursday, usually we're like a, we're like a Monday off, Tuesday will be like a light session, Wednesday's really light and then we're playing again Thursday. Yeah. Whereas some of the players that don't really play, obviously they're doing harder sessions. Yeah. But the players that, that don't play, obviously it's, it's pretty much just, at the moment it's just like 
little bit of training and mostly games and then recovery, ice baths, cryo chambers, just doing as much as you can, you know, massage, take like normal techs home, yeah. game readies, just as much as you can to keep yourself fresh. So they provide you with the kit too? To yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we pretty much we pretty much have everything. They don't get it for us, but I think it's so important for us as players. Like for me, I, I bought like a normal tech and stuff like that just because for me, recovery now, I, I never realised how important it is to actually really look after your body with the yeah. amount of games. See, people watching, they could just think, oh, it's only like a 90-minute football match, but it takes so much out of you. Right. And it's like, the day after the game for me ain't that bad. It's like two days after, that's when it really hits my body. And it's like, you get up and you're like, oh, I'm tired today, like really tired. And then you've got to go again because obviously there's another game. Yeah, and it's, I suppose it's on you to inform coaches how you're feeling, isn't it, as well? And Yeah, 100%. I'm guessing that's got to be in a lot of players' heads, right? Maybe in your own, but you don't. You want to play, you want to start. And with that, even if you're feeling maybe over fatigued at risk of injury, does that ever happen? You, you feel like you can't be completely honest with how you're feeling? Or? No, I feel, I feel like with the manager we've got, he's such a top guy. You can literally go and speak to him about anything and he'd understand. After we beat Spurs, he'd give me two days off. Like We just had an honest conversation and he said... So you've been away with, with England, you've played all the games, like I want to give you some time off. And for him to say it was really nice, like an honest time, you know, maybe some managers wouldn't would ever give you that time, but we had an like, honest chat and he just said, look, you can have two days off to chill, recover and then come back in and train. And that's yeah. what I've done. Yeah, they've got to look after you as well, haven't they? I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, of course. I feel like when you're playing every game and obviously when you're in good form as well, like you always want to play and you always want to be at the top level. Yeah. So it's, it's down to me, but of course the club as well to, to look after you. Yeah. So I'm keen to know, like obviously, everything we've created in the clothing, the tech and allowing you to own the information yourselves. Obviously, performing at the top, you do keen to know about, I suppose, what you've used previously, what you use in your teams and what your experience with, like, I suppose, tech, data yeah. in training so far. When I first started out, like, academy football, it was nowhere near, like, the level it is now in terms of, like, data and, obviously, like, GPS stuff. But now, we're bang on it. Like, there's guys that football like, are dedicated to that GPS stuff with data always asking for like RP for the session and it's showing like physical data from the games. Obviously in the games, you don't wear GPS. Like it's all tracked like around the stadium. We don't wear it in game, but in training, we actually wear the GPS data. And to be fair, I don't think we know, obviously we, we get told about it, but like, I feel like players don't really know. You know, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't, it's, it's hard to explain it. Like a player wouldn't go and ask and sit down and find like really want to know about what really is going on with like all the data. Yeah. They would just want to be told like high, in high intensity distance or total distance covered during a match. You only really find out that type of stuff, like amount of sprints, etc. Yeah, it's classic. They, they do use it at, at the moment in more more shape form to try and inform and make you progress as well. Then. Yeah, 100%. I feel like if you, the stuff we obviously done today with, with the um, the little monitor, like yeah. learning about like the recovery stuff and the recovery stages you've got. If I went into football and showed that to the lads, they'd be like, wait, what's this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't really have anything like that in football at the moment. Yeah. So that's why obviously today getting an eye opener to that was actually really, really good. Yeah. The kind of like parameters the club set for you, obviously, it's fair to say your performance is long busting performances, really. Are the kind of parameters that the club you, you put in place yourself that kind of allow you to perform at that level? No, I think just, I just know myself, really. You right. know what I mean? Like, I just, I just kind of set myself targets and standards that I, I really want to hit. And, you know, my mentality is always like, just go out there and give it everything, you know, see what happens. And, yeah. like, enough, the football inside comes with that. But, I suppose if you're using data to inform how quick you can cover, how quick you can go again, yeah. working on the progression of your own body, like how much how much fitter, how, how much better could a team get, could a player get as well? 100%, yeah. And I feel like for me, obviously I play midfield, so it's so good to, to obviously see that data all the time. Like as soon as we come in, it's like up on the board to like the game when we played against Aston Villa, obviously we had, we was off yesterday in today and it was all up on the board, like like your name, like in positions and it's like your total distance covered. 
how many sprints you've done, high intensity. Like, yeah. It's really good to go through it and, and, and see like what you're doing, obviously as a team, but also as an individual, especially as a midfield player as well. Yeah, and I suppose how that leads itself into like injury prevention as well, which is huge, right, I suppose. Yeah. So looking back at you and the Euros, like started all seven games, something like crazy, like 530 minutes of football playing yeah. is like absolutely immense. Like how did you manage your recovery through that? Do you know what? I feel like even though that, like, it seems a lot, it wasn't, it was actually quite a bit of space between the games. I feel like when we played, we played Czech Republic on, in the third group game and then our next game wasn't until like a week later against Germany. So like we could really have like, we had a couple of days off then we went really hard at it again. But during the Euros, there was actually a lot of gym going on, a lot of injury prevention stuff, hamstring work, a lot of leg work. And I feel like around football now, that's come into it so much. Like <laughs> speak to ex-pros now and they're like, we never used to go in the gym. Like we never used to do stuff that would yeah. help us on the pitch. But now there's so many programs that are built around how you are as an individual. And I feel like for me, that, that really helps as well. Yeah, it sounds cool. I mean, like, what's your view on technology in football, in sport overall? Are you like for it, against it? Or? No, I'm for it. 100% I'm for it. And I feel like it's only getting better. Yeah. See, before we never really had anything. So to now, to have what we've got is really good. But of course, you can always improve. But I feel like to improve, you need to see the data. Yeah, you know? it. yeah. still feels like it's still in its pretty much infancy, doesn't it, where it could go? I mean, like, if you imagine a game 20 years' time, like, yeah. go crazy. <laughs> what, what can you imagine? I generally don't know. Like, with the way the world's going, it could be anything. Drone referees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you never know, though. Like, literally, the way the, world, the way the world's going now with the things that are getting made and brought out, you never know what can happen. You can never say no. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Drone referees. <laughs> be carded. Interactive pitches. Yeah, like, honestly, in 20 years, I'll be retired. <laughs> so I'll be watching it. Um yeah, now let's wait and see. Let's see where it goes. Let's hopefully it can improve the game. So I suppose talk about your performances probably puts you into place as a natural leader, really. And I suppose leadership is something we're quite keen to dig into. Obviously, mm. such a young player, but I suppose captain West Ham, everything under 16s, under 18s, yeah. 23s, obviously amazing leader now. Is that something you was born with, do you think, that trait? Yeah, I feel like you've got, I feel like you've got to be born with it, 100%. I feel like as a kid... You know, it was always drilled into me by my dad to like, see, well, as a kid, I was, well, I was a midfielder, but then I went back to centre-half. My dad was like, always be the loudest player on the pitch, always help your teammates out, communicate. And I feel like it just opened me up, like, opened my personality up really well. And as I just obviously went through the ranks, I was just obviously captain of most of the teams that I played in, and he's just stayed with me ever since. I suppose you could arguably say you've led more than you've been led, I suppose, coming up. Yeah, 100% actually, yeah, I would, I would say that. And oh, what, I really like it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's hard to talk, it's, no, it's hard to talk about, like, I don't, it don't really affect me, like, the fact that I'm captain, I don't know whether it will actually hit me one day, like, for me, it just feels normal, you know what I mean, right. like, just going out captain in West Ham, even though I'm young, it just feels natural, it feels normal, obviously, Nobes is the main captain, when he, when he don't play, I'm obviously captain, but I feel like when my career ends, I can actually really look back at it, and obviously, what we're doing as a team now, I can really look, really look at it and think, yeah, like, I was really a part of a really successful team and obviously captain as well. It goes into that whole like nature, nurture debate, doesn't it? It sounds like you feel like you're a born leader. Obviously, you said your yeah. dad some good early influences there. Yeah. Was there anyone you'd give credit to for early lessons and shaping you as a leader? Yeah, I'd say my, my dad obviously is my, obviously the main one, 100%. Um, obviously, I've got two older brothers as well. They was always taking me over the park, obviously, helping me improve with my football. Oh. My dad, in terms of that, even to this day, like, I could show you a thousand messages my dad always like texts me the same thing before every game be loud today start well start quick like it's just always drumming it into me you know not to get complacent and always go out there and, and be the best so like i suppose for you on that like what for you in your mind what are the like key traits that make a good leader 
mean, like for me, it's super interesting, right? Because it's mm. you can be a leader in sport, but there's parallels to other areas in life. There's you know, like business, yeah, like families and stuff like that. What what, yeah. what would you say key no, traits are? Uh, I feel like you know, for me, it's being a leader is key that anyone in the team like can come and talk to me, like feel like I'm approachable, feel like they can talk to me about anything. And obviously on the pitch, like to protect the team as well. Like obviously you've got a responsibility as captain that, you know, you need to look after your players. Mm. Of course, I'm only young, but I enjoy that, like enjoy that side of it. And obviously, like I said, being young again, obviously I'm playing with like 30 year olds, 31 year olds. So for me to be like shouting or like, you know, obviously trying to help out, it feels a bit weird. Sometimes I'm like, are they actually going to listen to me? Because they're like, <laughs> they're much older than me. Why are they going to listen to a 22 year old? But I feel like I've got that respect yeah. as a player, as a person where, you know, they will listen. So you like lead by example and just be there for your teammates. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I feel like it's important, you know, especially like playing for England and that as well. You know, sometimes you need to you need to be that one that always performs. You know, you need mm. to go out there and, and give it everything and show that you deserve to be captain and that you know you, you should be in the team. Is it way heavy? Like, is it you don't feel the pressure as a, as a captain when you step out? No, nah, not at all. I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy. It. Like I said, I don't. It don't really like. It don't really affect me. I don't really ever really think about it. It's just go out there and it's just natural like it just feels feels yeah. right I don't ever really put I don't put too much pressure on myself to, to think about that type of stuff taking your stride yeah just taking yeah, my yeah. stride and obviously I always say when I go out on a football pitch like it's a game of football done it for my whole life like whether it's in a cage like seven aside eight so like you're either going to play well you feel like you're going to play well if you don't play well you just you've got another game next week to, to try and improve it that's how I see it really cool way to look at it I suppose yeah take, take the pressure off long term thinking and helps you focus on the day and yeah who do, who do you feel like most accountable to then when you're playing, when you're leading a team? Is it, is it fans, family? Is it, um, is it your teammates? Nah, teammates, you know what? Probably, yeah, teammates, obviously fans as well. Like the fans are so important. I feel like I've built such a good relationship with West Ham fans that like, they see me as, you know, someone that like, they can relate to because I love football as well. Like, as well as I play, there's some footballers that don't actually like football. Yeah. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, some people just don't like it, um, but play it. But I absolutely love it. Like if I weren't, Playing on the pitch, I'd be in the, I'd be in the stands, hundred percent. Born and bred, right? yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amazing. Man. I suppose like dealing with those pressures, whether you seem like you're taking your stride, which is pretty cool. But I suppose anyone performing at the top, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of criticism. I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. I think one of the reasons we set Prevail up and the brand up is really to like ensure people be the best version of themselves that they can be. And I suppose yeah. anyone that gets to that version, to the top of the game, yeah. had to deal with a lot of press, stressure, adversity along the way. Yeah. So I suppose keen to dig in a bit and to look at how you kind of deal with the harder moments and stuff like that. I suppose arguably you're in one of the most scrutinized positions yeah. you could imagine really. Yeah. How do you kind of cope with that sort of stuff? Do you know what? Again, like I've been criticized loads like everyone's got an opinion on yeah. what they think of you obviously you've got social media now where people have obviously always got an opinion i used to be one to always read it and think oh, like used to doubt myself like mm. that was me like what two three years ago i was obviously playing the premier league but you'd always go on twitter after a game and see people talking and it would lead to other things and you read it and you start down yourself and you're like oh no but then as i've got older and matured it's now it's what it is like yeah. to be honest with you i've really done well to just part that type of stuff I feel like if you get too emotionally involved in all that stuff then it can start to affect your football and you never want that you know you're obviously doing our profession for a reason so I'm obviously out there doing my stuff for a reason obviously the people that are battering me are sat home for a reason that's the way I see it like yeah. they couldn't they couldn't go out there and do what I'm doing so why let them affect me it's quite like a mature decision I suppose it's kind of been easy to make and obviously still young but was it was there a moment where you said right I'm going to choose not to read this choose to focus on the good stuff and yeah I feel like I've had defining moments, like even in my West Ham career, where I've been taken off at half time or 
giving away a ball that's been led to a goal and it obviously leads to a load of stuff that gets written about you. But I feel like as I've just got older as a person, obviously just speaking to people, I've just kind of learned to just park it to the side and it's actually irrelevant in football. I've just yeah. got to worry about myself and what I do on the pitch. And the people that you like do lean on and take and take criticism from or and, and use it as a, as a positive? Um, yeah, obviously, I've, obviously my dad, I always listen to my dad because yeah. he's always going to give me an honest opinion. Obviously, this like Mark Noble at the football club, like we sit down at breakfast all the time and just have general chats, even away from the away from the pitch, whether we're like walking around a golf course, like someone I can really trust. He's like a father figure as well. He always just says, "You are who you are. Like you are, you do what you do. You're a top player. Just go out there and don't worry about everyone else. Everything else will take care of itself." I've like, just always just had that up there, and it's actually true. And mindset's got to help with your teammates as well, right? Because I'm guessing that they go through similar things as well. So if they see you're their leader, yeah dealing with it in this way yeah definitely and I feel like we've might, he's been there and done it like he's coming towards the end of his career now like he's been through exactly what I'm going through mm. so I can lean on him and obviously always get advice and there's actually no one actually better to learn about being a leader being a captain how he is around the place obviously seeing how people respect him how he respects all types of staff around the place he's unbelievable for me and obviously it's a big reason why I'm where I am today as well what was that moment like then signing that first contract West Ham? Yeah, amazing. Like, best feeling ever. I remember it to this day. It was incredible because I'd, I'd worked for it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I knew I'd deserved it. I was playing in the youth team and then I started to play with the 23s, started to captain. And I was just literally, I just thought, you know, I can, I can really keep pushing here and keep going. And other than my football ability, I obviously had what some other lads didn't have was like the mentality. Like every mm. training session was just, would attack it like an animal. Like just yeah. go out there and give it everything and try to improve. Just kept that hunger. Yeah, literally that. That's why, even to this day, they see me on the pitch. Like, I'm just always, I don't know, when I'm on the pitch, it's like, I'm not angry, but like, I'm always want to win. Like, if I, something don't go my way, like, I'm fuming about it on a football pitch. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's wicked to see. Yeah. I suppose, um, looking at how you bounce back as well and, and taking positives out of it. Like, I suppose one example recently, Italy game final. Yeah. She's yeah, so yeah, close, yeah. didn't yeah. work so hard to get there. What was it like dealing with that after? And how did you kind of you turn that into a positive? And yeah, no, obviously that was. That was gutting because obviously in our minds as players, obviously being at Wembley, we had so much confidence. Obviously we beat Germany, we beat Ukraine, beat Denmark. We thought we never looked, we never overlooked Italy because they were so good the whole tournament and they had world-class players that they yeah. dominated every game, scored a load of goals. But in our minds as players, I think it would have been wrong if we didn't think we'd go out there and not win that game. And obviously we, we scored really early, played really well in the first half and then seeing football things change. Um, obviously they've won on pens and just that thought of what if, what if like we would have yeah. won that like that feeling of running on the pitch like celebrating with the fans you know it's it's horrible to think about because obviously you've lost a major final but it's positive to take that obviously World Cup was the semi-final Euros we got to the final obviously didn't win but we're really building something special now like the World Cup's next next December so yeah yeah no, I feel like we're gonna keep pushing now keeps that hunger there again doesn't it yeah definitely 100% like we we all want to win so it's been so long and obviously we got so close so we're not comfortable. We're ready to, you know, keep pushing and give it, give it everything. Talk about being in the right mindset for the game. Do you have like little tips, habits, uh, daily rituals that you do to kind of get yourself match ready? No, do you know what? Just like standard stuff, like just night before a game, I'm always, always make sure that like, I get a good sleep. Like, I can't, if I have a bad sleep, like in my mind, it might not happen. I could ever, I could, I could go sleep at 3am and I never know. Like go out, have go sleep at 3am and go out and have a weldie, but never done that so yeah. in my mind if I go sleep late I ain't playing well really? so yeah 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 so like always try to get a good sleep and then on the day of the game like if I can get another sleep in like a nap or something like that during the day 
I know then that like, I've got enough energy to go out and perform. And then obviously with the food side of it during the days, obviously of the game, just make sure that I'm really prepared to go out there. Nothing really superstitious wise, like to prepare myself, just general stuff. Just really. certain things you keep yourself accountable to. Yeah. Food, sleep. Yeah. yeah, just making sure I eat the right food and obviously sleep as well and drinking the right stuff. Yeah, so I'm keen to look at things you can give back a bit. And I suppose for any kind of like, in your experience now, I think you've been through, played with a lot of players that are probably excellent players and never quite made it. I suppose for anyone like really striving to be top of the game and, and make it in one way, shape or mm. form, what for you makes the difference for someone who'll get there and someone who won't? In my sense, it was always that I wasn't, like I said, I was never the best player. I played with some of the best players like in the, like, in the country at Chelsea, at West Ham. Like, wow. I'm talking the best. I was looked at them in training like, wow, like you're unbelievable. But they didn't have the heart and like they didn't have the desire like the willingness to learn obviously they'd learn but they they took it for granted and i feel like a lot of footballers when you're like 16 17 18 see you get everything now in football you get things mm. so quick you get boot deals you get you know different sponsorships it's easy for players to get you know distracted mm. and with me it was never like that like it was just always striving for more and i think now if you if you used to say something to a kid it's like training every day just you need to attack, give it everything because it goes so quick. Like, I remember yeah. being 16, like yesterday, training, like speaking to the coaches that are still there now, like reminiscing. Do you remember doing that? Do you remember doing this? It just goes so quick. I just feel like you've got to give it everything and so you've got, you've got to want it. Like you need to want it 100%. Like it's someone that wants your shirt as well. Yeah. Like, you're looking, yeah, they're your mates, but at the end of the day, you're competing against them. Is that is that what drives you? Like gets you out of bed every morning, that, that knowledge? Yeah, and obviously now, now that I can say that obviously made it like I'm in the first team obviously I'm doing what I'm doing but back then it was 100% that like yeah they're my mates but they're not my mates really like I need to be better than them because everyone's always watching the coaches are watching the head of academies watching the first team are watching the players are watching so you need to want it always more than 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 your mate does really yeah. that's the way I, the way so I, I see it so I suppose like a good piece of advice you'd give someone that hungry yeah just that 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 would be it probably you've you've my main thing would be you, you need to want it like inside you. You can have all the ability in the world, but if, you, if you've not got like the heart and the men mental side of it to really want to improve and, and push and obviously become what is probably in my eyes like the best job in the world, like you can literally play football for a living. Yeah. Like you could throw it all away by being comfortable, but if you're not, you can really enjoy it and yeah, have a really successful life. Stay uncomfortable. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want to stay comfortable. You always want to improve. I suppose with that as well then what would you say if there is any like the best piece of advice you've you've received throughout your career a coach or your dad or best bit of advice I've ever, ever received oh it's a tough one you know what you get given advice but you get also like you can get advice by just having like normal conversations like my, yeah. just by me and my dad speaking the best bit probably the best bit of advice that I've, that's probably led like led me to today is like you train how you play like if you Amazing. if you if you train and, and give it everything from a Monday to a Friday, more than likely on a Saturday, you're going to go out and you're going to be the most prepared you can be to perform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you toss it off on the Monday and Tuesday, you think, oh, I don't really fancy it. But Wednesday, you'll give it a go. Thursday, you're half at it. Friday, right, yeah, you give it a go again. Like you've only really done half of what you really should be doing. And then you go into the game and, you know, someone's probably got an upper hand on you. So if you train and every day and give it like, what the maximum you come off and you're sweating and you feel like you couldn't have given any more you go into that game thinking that no one's going to get the better of you yeah it's a mega piece of advice that yeah no it's, no it's true though like even now like to this day like training 
like you're only out there for an hour and a half or let's say you're only ever out there for 40 minutes like you're still improving like don't let that like two hours or 40 minutes or an hour and a half like just slip like just go out there and do what you need to do to improve and and be the best you can those ones that people are swerving other people aren't i suppose yeah and and they and they get noticed as well like they do get noticed and you don't want to be one of them people that gets noticed for like jacking off training or not doing something right because it gets spoken about as well yeah like now obviously being like a senior player like as a kid i was always wondering like what the first team thinking you know what i mean like what what do they think obviously now being up there like i know what conversations are like had about like youngsters just general chats like what do you think of him like do you you think he's he's decent you think he's got but you think he's got the right attitude so people's always watching and yeah you're always you're always being watched so just yeah you need to make sure you're at it every day keep putting it in yeah you mentioned before about um world cup coming up how far ahead are you thinking at the minute, like week in, week out? I mean, what, what are your big goals, ambitions? How far ahead do you think? Yeah, no, I think I'm always thinking positive. Obviously, with, with West Ham at the minute, we're really doing well. We want to have another season like we did last year, really. We want mm. to stay in Europe. That's one. We're obviously in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal. We're in the, doing well at the moment in Europa League. Like we, want, we really want to push now. Like We've got a great squad. It's about time we've won something because of the club. And obviously, that's what I want to do as well. Personally, I want to start winning things. Like, yeah. You only get one career. You don't want to be known for not winning nothing. I want to have. I want to be successful. So in terms of that, yeah, we, we've got a lot to play for West Ham, and obviously with England, World Cup's coming up next November, uh, and we want to win that as well. Like we've got a great squad, more players coming through that are youngsters that are probably being in and around the squad at that time as well. Um, yeah, no, it's exciting times. Super exciting. Do you think about that at high level? Do you think about like your your place in time and like legacy as such? And yeah, all the time. I think. See, I'm I'm doing well at the moment, but I've not really not really done anything like I've played in the Euro final but I've not won nothing yet like I've not won a top trophy or won a good individual trophy like that's what I want to do like I want to be like these legends that have won stuff and spoken about 100% good feeling it's going to happen yeah I, I'm praying I hope so one day you can uh, you know like lifting the like just things like lifting the Premier League like lifting the Champions League maybe one day just lifting anything really like it's special like you want everything yeah. in the cabinet at the end of your career to look back on obviously it's good memories as well yeah, cool. Um, and I suppose, final thoughts, smart wear, clothing, what excites you about the future? What we're we doing with Prevail? Yeah, no, it's just, see, today was the first insight, really, obviously, to what it was and obviously what I was wearing. And, you know, first thoughts was, uh, you know, incredible. Like I said, with the app, whilst I was working, like, I was seeing my, my resting heart rate, like my heart rate when I was training, just having it and not really being able to feel, like, you don't even know it's on you. Like, it's just there and it's, it's doing something incredible. So, See, I feel like we're going in the right direction with it. And obviously now this is only the start for Prevail and I feel like it's going to get much bigger and better. Mate, pleasure to have him board. No. Looking forward to working with you, bud. No, Thanks 100%. so much for your time today. Thank you, mate. Top man. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Better Begins Here. There are new episodes out every Wednesday. To make sure you hear the next episode as soon as it's out, follow this podcast on your podcast player. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. Stay up to date with everything that's going on at Prevail and how you can become part of our community to become the best version of yourself by following Prevail across all socials at Prevail, P-R-E-V-A-Y-L.